Harmony. Hey, Leilani. I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? I have thoughts as well. <laughs> and together, we, we have thoughts. thoughts. Here on We Have Thoughts, we'll be sharing our reviews on theatre shows in Brisbane. We'll be taking you guys across the city from theatre to theatre, genre to genre, with a new guest each episode. And today, our special guest is... Taylor! We have thoughts podcast. It's me, Taylor Rankin. (laughs) Our episode today, we will cover our review on Passion. Passion. Written by Harrison Mills and directed by Joshua Joshua Price. Price. Again. Again. Mm. Another feature for Joshua Price. So popular. (laughs) Let's get into it. So, for you that don't know, how many, oh, all of us are in our third year of drama. In our last semester, next, after this year, we'll be going out into the big wide world. Very, very close to the finish line. Very, very we close. actually don't need to talk about that, but like, thank you guys so much for mentioning. Um, <laughs> we're not scared of graduating at all. It's awesome and cool. I totally feel very confident about my future. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, drama degree, for setting me up. Thank you, Bachelor of Fine Art. So just to let you guys know, this play contained a few themes that obviously we're going to be discussing because we're discussing the play. So it's things like sexual themes, um, LGBTQ plus community issues, also issues of like diversity. And there was also a little bit of violence in the play. So if any of that does not interest you, then feel free not to listen and hop onto one of the other podcast episodes these guys have done. Um, I also wanted to add my own disclaimer just that it's really important to support student theatre because as much as we have opinions and things we would have done differently and critiques about this play, it's really important to be positive about these things because these are our friends. And this is also us. Like we're also Mm. creating things and it's so important to be respectful and to be uplifting the next generation of creative artists, which is us. Yeah. And also like it's so it's such a feat to get this done at all. Yeah. Like in the current climate. Yeah, like get your own work put student on. Student written, directed and performed. Incredible. And that is not something that is yeah. to be taken lightly. Yeah. So genuinely, if we guys. have reviewed any of your shows, take a bow. Take a fucking bow. Alrighty, let's get into the summary, guys. Hell yeah. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> so we have eight characters. It's a lot oh, to cover. Hefty. But big cast. Big, big cast. Um, the play kind of follows these three different storylines yes. with like little vignettes of um, these characters. So I'll just kind of give like a broad Please. summary of, of the craziness that is passion. Basically, <laughs> I think pretty much all of them are just uni students that are um, working on a poetry unit. Yeah. So they have to write a poem for this poetry class. Our main characters, we've got Lena, played by Rachel Woodnett, Connor, played by Keegan Bell, Emma, played by Tish Slade, Tiff, played by Zara Chandler, Kai, played by Cullen Becton, Drew, played by Scott Kift, Sigma, played by Emma Stratton, <laughs> And Rory by Big played by Ewan Robertson. Our two ones that we look at first are Lena and Connor, and they're really they really care about poetry. They do really care about it, and yeah. they're focusing very hard on this assignment. The next people that we look at are Emma, Tiff, and Kai, and they're trying to work out whether Rory, who is Lena's twin brother, they're trying to work out whether Rory is gay. Yeah, because Tiff is into him. Yeah. That's a big deal. And then our last two that we've got um, is Andrew or Drew and Sigma. Sigma. Sigma is a male identifying character in the play played by a female identifying person. 
And, <laughs> and Sigma is a YouTuber, not a university student. Um, and they make uh, Andrew Tate slash Logan Paul kind of misogynist content. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use Andrew, who lives with them as a housemate, as a it's lot of their just content. a big punching bag for Sigma and yeah. all of his fans. So the play kind of starts out they're they're all like doing the survey talking about love and what love means to them and what and what passion is mm-hmm. they go off they have their kind of individual moments um which all kind of comes to a head when rory decides that the house is free for the for the night let's have a party um so there's a giant house party where everyone's there all of these kind of uh little individual things are yeah. coming together and interacting with one another and sigma who has not been invited to the party shows up and, uh, and boy, does he regret that later. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, bad, bad news. Sigma is quite pissed off because Andrew has run away. And yeah. so he's shown up to kind of give Andrew a serve, which ends up in a fight. And Andrew rips Sigma's dick off and beats him to death with it. Mm. <laughs> and because Sigma in real life does not have a penis, his penis is a purple dildo. But, like, to be fair, um, no one's going to pull it uh, out yeah, on stage okay, anyway. Well, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, okay, a good point. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get beaten to death with my dick either. Um, <laughs> yeah, neither, neither. Neither, neither. Like, w- would you believe it? The murder is actually not one of the key points of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you would believe that that is like the crux of the play. Uh, boy, oh boy, are we going to talk about that? We, we oh, have yeah. thoughts about that. We have, we thoughts. Thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the broadest summary I can I can give you. So the first storyline that we're introduced to, we've got Lena and Connor. And these two are friends. Like, it's established pretty quickly that they're good yeah. friends. They're mm. sitting next to each other in class. Uni friends. Uni friends. Yeah, yeah cute, cute, cute. And they, they just have this kind of pact where they go, let's help each other with this poetry assessment. Mm. Yeah. And from my understanding, I was a bit fuzzy on it at first, but then later kind of understood a bit better. They were kind of setting timers and acting like they were in love like with each other. Faking a yeah. relationship? Yeah, yeah, just to kind of – to get inspiration basically because they're yeah. not in love with anybody kind of outside of that and mm. they decided to express some feelings with each other to get the ball rolling. Connor basically prefaces this, prefaces this <laughs> by asking Lena, hey, I want to write an uncomfortable love poem. Can you help me feel all of the emotions that I need to write, like a poem <laughs> yes. on heartbreak? Well, that's important information, isn't it, that I forgot? <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you, you can you do yeah, it in a minute? And so yeah, um, yes. So they set a timer for one minute, and then they kind of and do that. and it's like at the end of each minute, it's almost like something in their relationship is about to happen. Like they're about to kiss, and then the alarm goes off, or mm. they're about to go back to their bed, and then the alarm goes off, and then it's like relationship is over, and they're like, "Did that work? How do you feel?" Yeah, <laughs> which which obviously leads to a lot of complications in their friendship because mm. then they're kind of starting to go, "Oh, like you know that felt weird," or I maybe liked I have that. Fe- have, to, have I caught maybe, feelings? Maybe yeah. I do have feelings for you. Passion. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of them. And we see them a few times. Then, obviously, they're at the house party together in the third act. And then some stuff starts to happen. Mm. They start doing this again. It gets a bit emotional, I think. I think they go for They kind of hurt each minutes. other's feelings at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's starting to get a bit minute. real, I think. And there was a, an emotional scene where, yeah, Lena just got cranky at Connor. Mm. And they just got frustrated with each other, which... Then there was something, and then they Con- Connor up. brought up a girl that I think Lena used to be friends with or used to date in some yes. aspect, and she was like, "How dare you bring up Melissa?" And yeah. he was just like, "But this isn't real. We're doing this yeah. for our assessment." Yeah, 
And so they keep like kind of hurting each other's feelings because they obviously have feelings for each other. Yeah. Yes. And they're taking it too seriously when they said they wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah. And they've been avoiding each other. And then they get to the house party and they both have to confront each other about it. Yeah. They get a bit drunk. They go into one of these, you know, timed things for their poetry assessment. But then it turns two into like this time. two yeah. minutes. It's like, it's I, would, I would fuck you. No way. I would fuck you. Do Let's it. Let's do it right now. Do it then. And then she didn't even start the timer. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even start the timer. Cheeky, cheeky girl. And then they they do, which actually was an awesome scene. It was scene. a very fun scene. So drama student mm. and I loved it. Yeah. To set the tone a little yeah. bit, basically every other cast member came out and they pulled a sheet across the stage and like wiggled it and, and then it. they would pull it up so you could see what was happening behind the sheet and they did it three times and each time it was something different. They were in they a different position. position. At one yeah. point they were playing patty cake on the floor, which was really hilarious. Another mm. one I think was Rachel like praying Maybe I, maybe he was I like, was weird yeah. like he was just like bowing down or something, and she was like, Aww. she's like, I am a goddess. Yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. very fun. And then just like other sex positions, but like also like swapping roles. In and then like, and then <laughs> when they orgasmed, everyone else threw a handful of confetti, oh, which was great. Which was fun. which is hilarious. I love to see a dramatic interpretation of sex. It was really funny. Yeah, lovely. Did anyone have any notes on that relationship? I think that one of the things that I really appreciated about the play in general, but also was prevalent within this mm. storyline, was that the relationships felt really genuine and relatable. And it's like, I think almost everyone has had a uni relationship where they're like friends and it's cool. And it's like, maybe I actually have feelings for you and we should like work together and it's totally chill and it's totally fine. And maybe we could even kiss for it. And it would... <laughs> Taylor is staring me down. <laughs> As someone who who met their partner at university, like it's 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 real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was also really sweet. Like the performances mm. from both of them were really genuine and they had a, a lot of like intimate moments yeah. together where they were just, you know, they were just chatting and they were looking at each mm. other and it was just it was really honest and really nice to see. Yeah. I was a bit confused though. In their minutes, in their mm -hmm. one minute of dating, I was really confused because they would like turn into a different character and the way that they would speak was really oh. disconnected even though they were like connecting more as characters like the only way I could describe it was like felt like it was their text messages just read out loud yeah it felt very I don't even know how to like recreate it I think in in those bits where they were entering this like timed time yeah. of where we're trying to feel these feelings I think from the character's point of view that was them putting on a persona yeah. so it didn't get too real also yes, Lena it was a little confusing. one of the like uh, conditions of this one minute relationship Lena demanded that she only be referred to as Aphrodite which is her online persona <laughs> yeah. which I think is hilarious yeah it just sounded so disconnected mm. I don't know but I, it like added to it because it yeah. made it like them step into this different and then when they realm got almost, upset about it can't. it was like well you shouldn't been because it's this is this not us this not is a character real. we're playing but yeah. but it is real and I think it also fed into how it was like for poetry class mm. and that was so they were trying to be poetic yeah so that they had like raw material to take mm. into their poetry. I, I think that Connor was probably the worst culprit of it speaking very poetically in a way that nobody in real life would ever speak <laughs> um which I think Harrison the writer probably chose poetry as a bit of an excuse to make the characters say some really poetic really. stuff <laughs> really deep stuff do we want to get into Tish Tish Emma and Kai Tiff Tiff yes yeah, Tish Tish oh I'm Tish played yeah Emma. that's what I was thinking of so pretty much with that relationship 
It is Tiff is trying to see if Rory is gay or straight because Rory she is Lena's crush. twin brother as well. I don't know yes. if I mentioned that already. Interconnected storylines. Yes. So Rory is Lena's twin brother. And then Tish, Emma, and oh, Tiff, Tiff. Emma, and Kai are all trying to suss out Rory's little sexuality. They're a little trio. Tiff has a crush on Rory. Yes. Oh my god. They have lots of like girly nights and sleepovers and stuff like that. Yes. Um one of the funniest things in the play I think was at their girly night when they're trying to work out whether or not Rory is gay or straight. They make a PowerPoint presentation and present all of the mathematical data. <laughs> real. Real. So real. <laughs> they bring up what was it like a like a A4 copy of like his like a streaks snapchat that he picture. sent yeah a snapchat oh streaks photo that he sent when he was like 14 with the dog filter on and they were like this shows that he's straight yeah. <laughs> this this actually this moment in the show i have huge praise for because mm. they were showing these yeah these over the top these energetic like girly sleepovers nights yeah. as something to be celebrated and yeah. something that was realistic and wasn't making fun of us because yeah. I feel like yeah. so many plays and TV shows just love to make fun of mm. young adulthood and like giddy friendship because when it's, also, I, it's actually beautiful it's so so real easy yeah to, in a way it's so easy to be like girl nerd like oh my god let's do pillow fights and ha 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 no we make powerpoints analyzing how many straight people have gone to the beat in the last five years preach and that's real and that's real (laughs) and And they also made it seem as like a lot a lot of media i think makes girls night look like "Uh uh-huh silly girls having silly girl night how silly Uh but this is like elite like you want to be invited to girl night you want to be there yeah and like and there I was do. there was a section where as they're stressing over all of this and Tiff's like, I don't know if he likes me and I want him to like me, then she just she goes into this whole thing of like, why wouldn't he want all this? And she's like, I have value, I have value. And she's mm. like having this, you know, little episode of going like, I have value. Yeah. But that was awesome. Because mm. so often that the version of that scene that we see is like, I'm ugly, he must hate me. What? Yeah, it was self-deprecating. Yeah. And instead it was just like empowering. I'm and hot as shit. Exactly. And me. I was like, that's what I want to see yeah. women saying because Absolutely. it's true. Hell yeah, Taylor. Yeah, that's right. I have value. So do you guys. Thanks. Oh my God. You, you ladies have Thanks. value too. We have value. We have girls night. And, and thoughts. <laughs> that wasn't scripted. Same page. Same page. <laughs> yeah. Underrated character, but also my favorite. Kai. Kai. Yeah, Kai so funny. isn't really... Uh, Kai is part of the, the trio, the girly trio, but... They aren't really tied down to anything. They're mm. they're, 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 they're unproblematic, um, unstressed. Hilarious. They do get stoned at the house party, and Cullen had some of the funniest one-liners yeah. that I found out recently are not scripted. Woohoo! There's there's a scene in the house party. I just have to bring it up. There's a scene in the house party. Is the one I'm thinking. Drew is so drunk and is like Cullen. Not Colin, sorry. Kai, <laughs> you have to help me. Sigma's coming. He's like spitting. I spoke to Colin the other day and I said, that line was so funny. I'm, I'm going to bring it up in a second. And, and Colin goes, yeah, every time he does that, he just spits all over me. And he said, I just, okay, you can, you can cool it with the spittle. I wanted the news, not the weather. Brilliant. And I just, I just cracked up. That, oh. I forgot about that. I didn't know what line you were about to say, but that was like genuinely very very funny it was delivered funny i think um yeah it was it was really 
think he was really good. Just off the cuff. Just like yeah. off the cuff. Because, yeah, I think they found this. Uh, this They had a lot of surprising mm. things. And yeah. a lot of them turned out to be off the cuff, which kudos to Colin for that. And they had another line, which was, I think Lena was feeling insecure. <gasps> and she was like, can you, like, pretend to be straight and kiss me? Or, like, act like you're going to kiss yeah. me or something? And then Kai's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And, like, and then in. they lean in and they go, Give me some sugar, mama. Or yeah. some like sugar, that. baby. And, and, then then they, and that was so funny. And I love being surprised. And mm, yeah. that surprised me. And it was great. I think even more after that, when when Lena goes, oh, what the... F- uh-uh. And Garland's like, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> That's yeah. so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. Real. It's similar vibes to wait for it when Shizzy goes to the broom. I love you. Ah! Why did I just say that? Fuck! Like, yeah. It's yeah. similar vibes where it's I just like, doesn't know what it was expecting. Sexual panic. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. But this, like, look, this trio, they were really nice. Um, it was also kind of also more of a focus mm. on, like, the best friendship between Tiff and Emma. And I thought they had an interesting conversation towards the end about, because mm. Tiff's stance is, she was saying, it's so hard being, like, white and straight in this, like, gay world. Mm. Um... And from Emma's perspective, being like a woman of colour and I think bisexual, I think, that yeah. character was, that was kind of like, oh, you don't mm. really know what, yeah. you don't yeah. know, you don't know what this is like. And I, th- yeah. I think that fight was meant to be really ironic, but I, it didn't quite land. I think when it started, I wrote in my notes, I was like, oh my God, like another conversation about, uh, about like, sexuality and things like that and, yeah. and straight white people complaining. But then Tiff said, after Emma's like, you don't understand how hard it is being a woman of colour who is, who is bisexual. Mm. And then Tiff said, okay, well, if you're so bisexual, who's the last woman you dated? <gasps> and I was Mike like... Dropped. Okay, now we're breaching some interesting territory. Yeah. Because I, that's a real thing that, that, that bisexual people get villainized for, especially bisexual women. And and then after that point, the argument felt so real, felt mm, so great. Yeah, it it really felt like we were yeah. watching two friends just having a fucking go at each other. Mm. And that performance was really incredible, I think. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, they just didn't need the whole, oh, but you don't know how hard my life is, but you don't know how mm. hard my life is. Cut it. Get mm. straight to the point. Because I think watching a lot of uh, a lot of young theatre and like emerging creative theatre, I think especially a lot from like the queer community and stuff, they want to talk about these issues so bad because it's you know it's part of mm. their experience and and I appreciate that and that's totally valid. But as someone who has to go see these shows to support my friends and these people, there's only so many shows about like queer yeah. issues that I am happy to sit through. Yeah, yeah, and I I really do appreciate that this that wasn't the entirety of the show yeah i agree there was more to it yeah because queer people have personalities too Mm. crazy but yeah (laughs) yeah did you want to talk about sigma and oh yeah about about (laughs) sigma i've been tasked with the most confusing storyline to explain (laughs) so andrew is an education student i think and lives with sigma i think and sigma (laughs) is a youtuber and content actually it's really funny because He's a YouTuber, so a lot of his lines and stuff is directed out to the audience like we're watching a live, which yeah. I think is a hilarious interpretation of the liveness of theatre. Yeah. And Drew is, like, on the verge of being just completely broken, not being able to live anywhere. Yeah. And Connor comes over at some point and it, Drew's complaining about it. And Connor goes, you know, Sigma uses you so much as a punching bag, you might as well make some money off of it. You you should turn this around because he needs you just make as much profit. as you need him. Yeah. And so 
Andrew does that. He convinces Sigma to give him a card of the prophet. And Sigma goes, okay, well, I'm going to make your life shit then. And you can't say anything about it because I'm going to pay you. And he basically forces Drew to like the the kids that he tutors to like induct them into this cult of misogyny (laughs) for Sigma. And also wear like a shirt that says like um, Andrew's fucking stupid or something yeah. and, and wear wife beaters because Sigma <laughs> loves wife beaters and at one point he even gets Andrew to like put on a maid outfit and clean the house and then he sprays piss out of a water bottle all, all over oh, him as you, <laughs> as you do and Drew the whole time oh, is like Andrew. guys I'm in a toxic relationship <laughs> with my housemate who won't let me live and everyone's like but his content's kind of funny and he's, <laughs> and like, he's like guys no, seriously like, he's a please. bad Bad, bad man these he's kids like, are like thinking that he's really trying to be like like help me like help yeah. me like no I'm one's trying to, to like get help and no anyway he breaks uh, the night of the house party he 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 breaks out and he steals sigma's lambo i don't know how sigma has afforded a lambo but he has one because sigma also feels like he should be 12 years old yeah like it feels like he's being bullied by a little esche yeah and also because the um the guy who played Drew Scott is quite tall, quite a lanky man, also quite fit. I will admit, was looking at the arms. Um, Does <laughs> <laughs> do push-ups? Yeah, but also, hey, it. Sigma, we love a short king. We love yeah. a short king. Don't love a misogynist short oh, king. Oh no, that's the only thing we loved about him being a short yeah. king. But uh, the rest was pretty. Every, everything else is dog shit, Sigma. <laughs> but like incredible characterization. Mm, yeah. Just to yeah. explain, Sigma in the first like half is wearing this shirt, and it's like <laughs> the fucking shirt, and it's like like the male and female like bathroom s- symbol, like signs, yeah. and it says like problem solved, and there's two of these images, and in the second one, it's the male pushing the female out, out of the frame, <laughs> out of the frame. <laughs> yeah, it's like problem solved. I got rid of the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like Sigma, that's like the level. It was <sighs> just like I found it delightful, like the over, um, like the hyper masculine mm. portrayal like it was so it wasn't even an over exaggeration to be honest like we yeah. all know jake paul um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so basically sigma tracks drew's phone and shows up at the house party and um drew's been trying to warn everyone that sigma's coming and is pretty dangerous um they get into a kind of kerfuffle a kind of argument where drew drew's like i'm not gonna take this shit anymore and sigma's like yes you will i own you bitch and then uh drew rips off sigma's dick which, uh, to be fair, Sigma pulled it out. Sigma did pull it out because Sigma had this whole thing going that was like, ah, I'm such a man. I fuck life. Life is so hard. Like my dick and I beat it. Like, like yeah. that was the main plot point. Yeah, Sigma whips off his dick, whips out his dick, more like, and uh, Drew pulls it off and then beats him to death with it. <laughs> also, just to preface, Sigma is a female identifying person playing a male identifying person, which is Sigma. Which, it was drag king performance. It it's was a excellent. drag king performance. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. It was Complete so with drawn-on goatee as well. Yeah. I love that. I think we should talk a little bit about the actual venue and the and the mm. theatre space. Yeah. So we went to Back Dock Arts to see this one. Mm. Uh, I'd never been there before. Have you guys been there before? I actually no. have. I went there for a – it was like a band's photography exhibit mm. that my cousin was part of. It was okay. sick, to be Yummy. honest. But, yeah, the little theatre space, honestly, really cool. Like a really mm. sick venue. It's in Fortitude Valley. Yeah, it, it actually – it was completely Very transformed ed- for this. Edgy. Yeah. Yeah. The actual, like, stage area – 
quite small. Yeah. Um, Not really small. Very small. Very, very small. <laughs> and it's it's about, like, for some context, it's about a 40-seater mm. yeah. venue. And all of the seats are, like, bus recycled seats. bus seats or airplane seats. Yeah, they were um, super comfy. Actually, awesome. Comfy could have really had an app. Cool. Yeah. I think that, like, because the space was so small, it was a bit difficult to kind of gauge, like, how much you needed to project yeah. and stuff like that. Sure. So I definitely had a little bit of um, issue, like, hearing certain people, but also there was at least one character, Tiff, who was very excitable and very, you know, over the top. Loud. And Zara already has quite a loud voice, just naturally. So I think I... It was it was a little bit loud personally <laughs> for me. I think what it also was was because there was no actual like materialism set. There was like mm. the boxes that all the sound was kind of just bouncing off all of the walls. So true. That's where like some of the loudness came in was not actually like vocally. Oh, yeah. I'm not, that's not making any well, fucking sense. I, but <laughs> it was, I think, because it, it was it all resonated a lot more everywhere. than it would have if there was yeah. like an intricate set. Yeah, sure. and I think obviously we don't know how much time they had rehearsing in the venue, mm. so it could have been completely different to the space they had that they were rehearsing in for like weeks and weeks. I think it just needed to be taken into consideration. Yeah, the volume that everyone was speaking at, because mm. something that I find happens with theatre, especially when we're doing realistic scenes, when it's all when there are elements of realism. Yeah, because the Tiffany character, yeah, squeal and shouting realistic mm. like that mm. is how people act brilliant mm. performance whereas a conversation between connor and lena where they're talking very quietly to each other about very about intense issues feelings, yeah and feelings great performance very realistic however we i think it's, they just need to keep in mind that it's still theater yeah. And the audience needs to hear it. And that can be a really tricky yeah. balance between be like, living. it's not realistic for me to be talking at this volume when we're talking quietly, but there, that means the audience, like we missed yeah. out on things because we couldn't quite hear them. And then vice versa, mm. when Tiff was being like over the top in a realistic way, it was like it a was little too a real. Bit, <laughs> it was just a bit too loud in the space. Yeah. 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 yeah I think the EQ of the of the show needed to be like tweaked just a little. Yeah. I also think that because Lena is such a like introspective kind of like that moody mm. character and she has a lot of feelings and thinks a lot about things. I think it's very easy to play those kind of characters as like quiet and reserved. And yeah. stuff Again, like that. that's realistic. Because it's, it's realistic, yeah. but. Yeah. Just a little bit hard for everyone to catch the, the beautiful realism of your dialogue. <laughs> mm. Question time! Yeah! Time for our fun, silly little questions. Yes. I would like to start off. Leilani, question for you. Yeah. Out of the characters in this play, who would you punch in the face, give a tender hug to, mm. or get drunk with? Sure. I would punch Sigma Fair. in the face. In the Fair. balls. Yeah, I would <laughs> punch Lena. What? Do you mean hug Lena? Hug Lena. <gasps> I would hug Lena. Oh, I'm so sorry, Lena. I would not punch you. Oh, God. And then I'd also get drunk with Sigma. You can't like, pick the same person twice. Surely. You know what? What are you going to do about it? Mm, fair enough. I am going to pick Sigma twice because I think Sigma would be... You, I think that would just be funny as fuck. Not even going to lie to you. Fair enough. And I think that means I would actually be able to say my honest opinions to him. Okay, so Harmony, what food would the production be? I think the production would be some sort of dessert, probably like mm, maybe like a key lime pie, like a key lime cream pie. Um, because it's like tart and it's a bit sour and it's a bit zingy. Ooh. But it also is a little bit sweet. 
Um, and uh, a cream pie for all the sexual references, um, just for funsies. <laughs> so, so cheeky of me. Yeah. Um, Taylor. Yep. If you had to take a member of your family to mm. this, see this show, mm-hmm. who would you take and why? Take my cousin because she's up for anything and she would have gotten a massive kick out of a lot of it, mainly the dildo bit. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, it's not a dildo. It was Sigma's dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sigma has Sorry. a purple silicon dick and that's Sigma. just how he was born. And he shouldn't be shamed for that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not ableist on this pod. Okay. I think that is all of our thoughts out. Should we get into our rating? Yeah. Yes. Out of five. Start us off, Lay. Oh, actually, I haven't even thought of mine. Okay. Out of five, I'm going to give it a 3.5. What what was doing it for you and what wasn't doing it for you? I don't know. I think I just came out quite confused, mm. but that's okay. I didn't have to know what was going on. But I think I think they definitely wanted to see how far they could do things just because, mm. which is so fine. But I would have liked to see a bit more reason be- mm. behind some actions, like how there was a murder. Would have liked to see someone at least be like, did anyone see a dead body in here? Because like I did. Fair. I feel like that would have made it. So fair. Taylor. I would like to give this show 2.5 out of 5 dicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, and I want to be clear that that's just because for me, there was, I would have liked more structure in the mm. narrative. Just, yeah, I found it a little hard to follow at times. I would have loved to see more playing to the audience because the, the writing was quite funny and a lot of the performances were so funny, mm. but I wanted that to be played to me so I felt yeah. like I could really laugh at it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I want to be clear that that is not for lack of entertainment. I was thoroughly entertained. I laughed a lot and I had a really enjoyable time and was surprised by a lot of the things that happened. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. I think I will give it 3.5. Uh, four purple dildos out of five. Tell us why. Um, I think what what was doing it for me, what did it for me, was um, that there was so much comedic potential. Some of the lines so funny, and I could yes. really tell that from the writing. The character relationships were intense and full, and I think that the set and the lighting was really innovative and like just a cool minimalist kind of thing. What wasn't doing it for me was that yeah the the plot wasn't as structured it was like maybe a li- it was a little bit confusing to me and i think that there was so much going on that it was a bit difficult to find out where i was supposed to care yeah for sure having was it 8 7 8 8 characters on stage it's a lot of people to follow and a lot of people to have to understand and i have to commend them because they did such a great job holistically and I and I did really I really had a great night and it was it was a show it was full of passion congratulations passion for giving us a fun night out and for putting on a great show yeah thank you all so much for listening to my thoughts and my thoughts as well I had some thoughts too thanks for listening (laughs) awesome (laughs) and an extra special thank you to our lovely guest Taylor for joining us this episode thank you guys for having me I had a good time do you have anything that you want to plug right now Um, speaking of passion I'm very passionate (laughs) about something at the moment Uh, if you guys want to check out some student theatre of your own we as third year drama students have been working on some shows there's actually eight shows that will be going up at the loft 
um, on the Kelvin Grove QUT campus on the 11th and 12th of October. So mm. these are our final shows as drama students that we have uh, devised, produced, written, directed, and performed. We're, we're doing it all, it's all ourselves. Us, baby. It's yeah. all us, baby. So Leilani and I are doing a show together called Pitching a Tent, which is going to be a really good time. And Harmony. Me and uh, Rachel Woodnett from yeah. Passion are in a group called Bunny and Bears. Yes. So now it's your chance to come and review us. Give, Give us, us your, your thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> Join us for our final episode where we'll be delving into musical theatre and covering the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee by Briz Arts Theatre. And if you want to follow more about our podcast, you can follow blatherskite.pod on Instagram as well as Pitching a Tent Show. And if you want to know more about Bunny and Bears, follow Harmony's personal Instagram, which um, is lovealways underscore underscore me. Beautiful. All Thank right. you so much for hearing our thoughts. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>